What I've always found fascinating about the fitness industry is how it can inspire community. That idea of community where there is equal investment for members and equal return. But often, fitness communities aren't all that genuine. Their foundation is membership fees, but our guest today, in my opinion, has done it differently. Sarah Gilk is the founder of an online fitness community called Healthy Role Models. I've been a part of Healthy Role Models, or HRM, for a number of years, and what strikes me as unique is not the workouts or the nutrition planning, but the nature of the community. The real, honest-to-goodness passion each of its 1,000 or so members have for supporting each other. It's the kind of community you used to find in, like, a neighborhood. For the last three years, as someone who's absolutely fascinated with all things community, my question has been, how does someone create that? Well, today we find out. How does the activist land the corporate dollars to make change? How does the child lead a movement? Hello, Greta, anyone. And how did the millennial convince the boomer? What do these situations have in common? They had make or break moments where influence was created and light bulbs went off. I'm Rebecca Nedelik, and this is Nuance of Impact, a podcast to get lost in the stories of those making change. Together, we'll chat, learn, and ponder the nuanced make or break moments that make social impact so impactful. Good morning. I am here today with Sarah Gilks, who is the founder and creator of Healthy Role Models. Um, I have been a part of Healthy Role Models. I think this is coming on my fifth journey with, with HRM, as we'll refer to it throughout this conversation. And before I ever knew anything about it, I made an assumption that it was this fitness program that my mother-in-law did. And um, I casually, you know, bias in my mind was that this is like a 40 plus thing and it totally is not. And I've been such a fan ever since. So we have the founder, Sarah Gilks with us here today. Hi, Sarah. How's it going? Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I am completely honored and I just get fired up when I got to talk about healthy role models and the community and the impact as well. Totally. I, I, I thank you for being here. I think, um, you know, the reason I wanted to have, um, you on the podcast and sort of have this conversation is because I'm in social impact work. I usually uh, work on social impact from a corporate perspective, but I've done the not-for-profit side. And I've sort of over the years, like developed this real fascination with this idea of community. Like what is community? And especially as companies and business has sort of taken an interest in this idea of community, right? This, this idea that um, people gathering around something that they care about. And so I wanted to kind of start the conversation there because what really got me excited about HRM, the more I've been involved with it, is this incredible community. And so maybe we'll start there. How would you, when you think about what community is, how would you define it? Gosh, I would think of community as so many individual unique people who share a common value. And when we have those common shared values, that is when magic happens. And so for healthy role models, I mean, one of the main ones is of course, exceptional health. It goes beyond that. It's, it's about wanting to have that impact others around us in a positive way when we look after ourselves. So that I would say is what is the healthy role models community. And I think it's what are the common traits of any beautiful community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And I think 
like when I, when I first signed up, I was looking for a fitness program. Like I had done them in the past. I was looking for something new and, um, shout out to, to Rhonda, my mother-in-law when she, um, when she was doing it, she was like, just such a fan. And I think I saw like the Facebook page pulled up seven to eight times and her friends were doing, it It was just this, this thing. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like I, I need a fitness program. But it wasn't, it wasn't really that it was that I have now shared, you know, been vulnerable, shared things in that Facebook group and those discussions that I haven't shared with anyone else, like insecurities, things that I'm working through personally, whether that's, you know, struggling to gain momentum with the program, or it's, you know, trying to, I won an award earlier this year and I posted about that and the girl was like having all this weird, like imposter syndrome about it. And didn't know how to handle it. And that group, like within 10 minutes, like people were, you know, counseling me, telling me that I was good enough and that I was worthy. And like, it was so much, it's so much more than fitness. Like I, that's what, that's what's so, that's what brings so much awe to me. And I think from a corporate perspective, like that's what companies want. Where do you think that comes from? Like, it's not a, it's not a training program for how to be involved in a community. (laughs) It's so funny because when you share your experience, I would say that that's 99.9% of women have that similar experience where they just want to change their physical body. They want a workout program. And that's usually why they start in the first place, but then they have that experience that you've had where that's not what it's about. Like, yes, having that foundation of strong health, which comes from our exceptional workouts and, you know, nutritional guidance that sets women up for incredible success in every area of their life. But it's the community. When you ask women, why do you keep coming back to healthy role models? Because we launch our program twice a year you'll see women when they introduce themselves at the beginning of a new program, or we call it a journey. They've done, you know, 15, 17 journeys with healthy role models. And so for someone who's brand new, they may think, well, why does she keep coming back? Did she not figure it out the first time? Did she not, you know, get the workouts, understand the workouts, but it's not about that. It's about being a part of such a powerful group of women who definitely want to see you succeed and who will cheer you on when you share about an award or who will pick you up when you're having a crappy day, because we all have those as well. But I think that unfortunately it's not what's normal out there. And it's something that has been intentionally grown from the beginning with healthy role models, because that was definitely a pain point in my life that I didn't feel I had that supportive community in my life. And I thought, well, if I don't have it, I'm going to build it. And so that's kind of where it started, but to, to talk about how that was built, that's, you know, there's so many things that go into building a community that is like that. But first of all, knowing like what is important to you, So for me, I had that pain point of wanting women in my life who were, had that growth mindset, who cared about their health, who cared about their families, who wanted to be of service, who, um, love making impact in others' lives like that. I wanted and craved that in my life. And I was not able to find it through just regular avenues of, of what I was doing. So knowing what is important to you is first, first and foremost, and then making sure that you are leading that way. 
because ultimately what I've learned is that we attract who we are. And so first and foremost, embodying those things that are so important to you, because that is how you attract the right people to join your movement, to be a part of your community. And so in doing that, another part of having and building this community is we have ambassadors in the program. And these are women who have taken part in healthy role models, at least two journeys, and they have raised their hands that they want to volunteer to be leaders in the community, to help the women answer questions, to show them how it's possible to live an extraordinary life, like in all ways. And so having that team who are what I like to call guides by your side that really are there to show you what's possible and have that common shared value system. I think when you're surrounded by that, it becomes a way of your being and it becomes infectious. So when you're a part of a community who has that strong foundation of a team of guides that it, it becomes a part of you. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I think like we often search out communities that we want to be a part of, but you're sort of, you're talking about like leadership as well, right? How you show up in those spaces. And I know, you know, from being a part of the journeys and the few times that we've connected, like you're an extraordinarily positive person and it really, you know, comes through in the group and like, it is positivity central. It's like the sunshine in the middle of your day when you're, you know, for like, for me, pre-pandemic, you know, I had, if you go into a couple hard meetings and I'm walking down to the fitness center to do my workouts and it's kind of my respite. And I would just like flip through that page just to feel the positivity. How do you keep positivity like so central in who you are and, and, um, how does it sort of feed out to others? It's a hard question. It is a hard question, but it's, it's also, it's, I think super important to note that I I don't think anybody wakes up super positive every single day that it's something that is intentional. And also to note that the community is full of real women who definitely have bad days and days where they're lacking motivation and days where they just don't, they're not their best advocate. You know, we, that inner critic takes over and we have strong messaging right from the very beginning in our program about having a growth mindset and talking about what that means and being solution-based with our thinking. So knowing that we're all going to be going through struggles and having hard times, but also knowing that we are in control of our lives and we are a hundred percent responsible for everything that happens to us and everything that's not happening that maybe we would like that we ultimately get to choose that. And, and so with we have that team of powerful ambassadors and our healthy role models team. If there's a woman who's going through a tough time and she's not yet developed that solution-based thinking or has that growth mindset, we help her to see possibilities and, you know, how she can move through things. But not only that, you see those examples all around you in the community. You Mm -hmm. see the women who are like sharing about their, challenges and their tough days and what they're doing and that they're still choosing to make their health a priority. And I think that that's key because for our mental health as well, to continue to move our bodies through tough times. And, and we know that, especially through this last year. 
Totally. Yeah. I remember there, it was, it was pre-pandemic, but it's so true through the pandemic as well. I remember I, I had done my like, you know, pre post workout, what age calls are swelties and which I love and, um, didn't get before, but totally get now. And it, it's really about like celebrating your success and ce- celebrating the people around you success. And I remember I had shared it and I had said like, it's like, it's my, I was like, this is like the medicine. Like it was like the medicine that really helped me go through like, you know, at the time mental health stuff and like felt invigorated and, and it feeds into your mental health. And again, just finding when it's a standard amongst a group of people that like, you know, you take care of yourself, you practice self-care, you put yourself first so that you can serve those around you. Then it's kind of that concept that like everyone is better off. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And you mentioned the, the sweaty selfie or what we call a swelfie. And I think, again, there's that perception out there that it's, you know, you're self-absorbed or you want mm-hmm. attention. It's not at all that in our community, when we encourage women to post their picture after a workout, it is in, it's teaching them on some level to celebrate their wins, to recognize mm. what they just accomplished, what they chose to make happen and they did it and how they feel about that. So it's integrating wins along the way. So that is definitely intentional. But the other part of that is it's not just about her because when she shares that in the group, you don't know how many hundreds of women are seeing that you've done your workout. You made it happen no matter what's happened in your day. And you still chose you, you still chose movement. And, Mm -hmm. and so when somebody else sees that it could be the thing that gets her up and moving. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she could be someone who's not feeling motivated that day. And you could be the reason that she does get moving. And that's what it's about. It's not, it, yes, it starts with each and every one of us, but it's about so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, you know, it's that idea of also engagement. Like it's, as, it's this, you know, standard to be engaged in this community and create like this dialogue and to support each other. Cause I, for me, it's like, it's, when I make those posts, it's also, it's just as much about like celebrating, you know, celebrating the success as it is about the responsibility to support the other women who've also celebrated their success. And I think that that's, you know, bring this to like the, the business lens where it's like businesses who are trying to create community or, you know, a not-for-profit that is trying to sustain impact through a pandemic when their staff are burnt out and dealing with mental health challenges. Like it, it really is about just setting that standard of we care, we take care of ourselves in order to care for others. Absolutely. And the other part is allowing yourself to be seen because I think, especially for women, you know, we, I know personally, I spent many years where I didn't want to be seen and I didn't use my voice and, and I would hide behind, you know, I would never have my photo taken. And again, these are little steps in helping women to recognize how much they matter and that they're worth it. And yeah, these are all just kind of interwoven into the community and the program. Mm. And on that, so we had talked a little bit yesterday when we connected about the personal development side of things. When did that become a priority? I would say right from when I started my own personal growth journey. So back in 2011 was the first time that I attended any kind of a personal growth event. Before that, I honestly didn't even really understand what it meant. 
I would had worked in a government job for 10 years and there was nothing offered to us in the way of personal growth or to, to grow our minds in any way. And, and when I experienced my first event, I honestly sat back and thought like, is this even real? (laughs) Like what, who are these people who are so positive and, you know, forward thinking. And I specifically remember one female speaker who shared like she had a fam like four four kids and she had built an incredibly successful business like multiple multiple six figure it may have even been seven figure business and she would never have done that if she had never used her voice and and the amount of work that she would do every single day to grow herself personally so that she could be better and more for the people around her and help them in a greater way. That was like a light bulb moment for me. And so as I continue to learn on my own personal growth journey, I would bring that back to the community and share the lessons I was learning and, and build in exercises into the program that would help the women dig deeper and really develop that inner strength, because that is truly what makes I'd think any changes long lasting. One of the other things that I found was almost like pivotal in women creating sustainable, like long lasting change was I created this grit or grit acronym. So it's G R I T. And it really talks about the process that we go through when we're making change in our life, when we're making positive change. And when I introduced that at the beginning of a journey, it allows women to recognize what they are going to be going through over the course of the journey. So when they reach those different stages of grit and I'll go through it, if you like Rebecca, but yeah, I would love um, that. No, I know it, but others don't, (laughs) (laughs) but they recognize when they're in that phase and then they know what's next. If they keep on going, when they keep on going where before I think we would hit these different phases or parts of where we're in the process of change. And a lot of times you're not expecting it and you just stop and you quit. And I think that that's why so many people have that history of start and stop, especially when it comes to looking after their health. So grit, the G stands for go time. And I know anytime I'm starting something new and when women are starting something new, especially with our program, everyone's excited. So it's called go time. You're inspired. You're fired up. You actually don't know what you're getting yourself into a lot of times. And that is where almost everyone starts something when they're wanting to create change in their life. So then we move through the G phase into R, which is called resistance. So resistance shows up in so many ways. I'm going to talk specifically around health and fitness though. And it shows up in the excuses that may pop up or that I'm tired or I'm, I'm not strong enough to do this. The inner critic that starts chattering away to you, that's resistance. But when you can recognize it for what it is, that it's not the truth, that it's really just there to test you to see how bad you want to create this change in your life, you can push through that resistance. I love the analogy of, or just the visual of weights being resistance, right? Like you push them away from you to get stronger and you don't, yeah, you don't have somebody just 
hand you the weights and you automatically change your body and change your strength. You have Mm -hmm. to push through that resistance to create that change. And so when you do that and you get to I, which is I am changing, that's when you start to really recognize that you are changing your mind. You're changing your body. Things are happening and it feels good. And I think what happens is a lot of people will get to that I phase of grit and they think, okay, I'm good. I can, I can take my foot off the gas a little bit. And, you know, they start to let those old habits creep in. And the most important thing to know is that when you start to feel those changes happening, that is when you absolutely need to keep going because when you push through and you get to the T of grit, it's transformation. And that is when it truly becomes your lifestyle and a part of who you are. It's easier to do those new things that you're incorporating into your life. So whether it's, you know, eating healthier or moving your body, then not do them. So if, for example, if I stopped working out now, I wouldn't feel like myself. I would not feel good at all. I'd, you know, probably be very miserable to be around. So Getting to that transformation phase, that is our goal because that is when you truly embody all of the things that you were going out to achieve. And that's when you become that role model and it's how you live and it just becomes a part of you. And that when you can do that and it's just a part of who you are, then that becomes your foundation for you to launch and go into all these other things that you're like, wow, if I can do this, what else have I been telling myself that I can't do? And you go after it. And I see that over and over again in our community where women have proven to themselves what they're capable of by making these changes for their health. And then they go back to school. They go for their masters. They, you know, start a brand new career. They start a movement. So many areas where women are just getting outside of their comfort zone and doing things they never thought that they could do because they proved to themselves that they are strong enough and they have so much potential inside of them. And so true. It's like, you're right. It's like, it's that it's the foundation it's the launching point and it gets easy. Like I think, you know, fifth journey in my husband and I were talking about this. I'm like, I've been pretty, like, I don't really go, if I fall off the wagon, it's like a couple weeks. Like it's not, you know, it's not, and it's not like, oh, it's over. Like it's, I've, I've been really consistent. And now I notice like, especially mental health wise, like I'll, I'll be like, okay, something's not right. Okay. Like what's missing. And I'll be, I'll be able to say like, okay, well, I haven't done my workout in two days. So like, there it is. Go do the workout. Feel better. Great. Like it's, it really just becomes this, it helps you build that resiliency to be able to tackle things that are really hard and complex and, you know, whatever is going on in your life or whatever else you simply just Hope to achieve. Um, how did you start this? Like, let's tell me, tell me the story. I, I hate when people say like, tell me your story, but tell me like the background. Where did, where did HRM start? Well, oh gosh. Okay. It's a long story. So I'm going to try and just pick out little pieces. <laughs> so back when I was working at my government job, I was pregnant with my second child. I decided to take a care and nurturing leave to be at home with both of the kids And that was a a five-year leave from the government job. And it was during that time that I felt super alone. Like that, Mm. 
I've never felt that way before where I think I was lacking purpose. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I also didn't have any female women, like women in my life who were moving forward and creating changes in their lives, who were positive, like I just didn't have that circle. And so I started out by going after my fitness certifications and I became involved with a nutritional company that it was a network marketing company. I'm still involved with them. I poured myself into that. I built it for five years, worked up to multiple six-figure income. That is truly what was the financial vehicle to allow me to start Healthy Role Models. It's also what gave me clarity on the importance of personal development and really was a strong foundation of my health and well-being. So that is where it started, but the pain point was definitely that feeling of alone, being alone. Yeah, it is kind of, it's funny how like really dark points can teach us so much, right? And even like the personal development side, it's kind of like, who knows, had you not had those, HRM might exist, but it might just be like the fitness part. It might not be this personal development, you know, I don't want to say thing. It's not a thing. It's community where you, you end up uplifted and, um, and you contribute and you feel like a contributor into this bigger thing and not just for yourself, but for the women that you're engaging with. So, well, and that was um, the piece was, I thought if I'm feeling this way, that there have to be other women who feel the same way as well. And how can I help them? And so it, it was out of service as well as, you know, for what I was needing in my own life as well. Mm. And, and why would you say just, you know, on that track, like what, why I know that HRM, like you, you personally do a lot of giving back, like maybe let's talk a little bit about, about that. Yeah. So impact is one of my top three, I would say core values, things that is important to me, it's health, family, and impact and being a part or guide in healthy role models. I saw right from the get-go, even when we had 20 women in the program, the impact that it was having on the women in the program. And then the ripple it had in their families as well, when they're looking after themselves and the positive difference that it makes in their family for their relationships with their partner, with their kids. And I thought to myself, how can we have an even greater reach? How can we reach more than just the women and their families? And so initially we started to raise funds and awareness for a local Nanaimo program where the woman worked with young girls, teens to help them with positive positive body image and nutrition and all the things I kind of wish I had when I was in high school. And so we supported her for a few journeys. And then there was another local Nanaimo organization that we supported, helped them raise funds for a piece of equipment in the NICU here. But then as our community grew with healthy role models and we became global, I really wanted to find a way to have an even greater reach. And so that's when we discovered Kids International Development Society. And that's who we've been working with for five years now to raise funds and awareness for them. It's a local couple, Rick and Adrian, who live in Nanaimo, but they do their work 
across the globe. And most recently they've been spending most of their time in Cambodia. So the healthy role models community, it's, it's so magical. The fact that we are working together to raise the funds and awareness, the women have that feeling of impact. So we don't ask women to like, just donate money. We find different fun, unique ways to allow them to contribute if they choose to. And for example, we have a custom jewelry piece that we do for every single journey. We create something brand new and, and $10 from every purchase goes towards kids in the autumn last year, because of COVID we did our first ever virtual fundraising run for kids and raised over $12,000 just from that one day, that one run. And through the fundraising, we've been able to do so many things, most of them in Cambodia, but we've provided clean drinking water for schools. So built towers where the kids can get all of their drinking water, but then there's enough for them to take back to their families and share in their community. And I love that we call it the ripple effect whenever, you know, our positive impact ripples out and we have built computer labs. We've built classrooms. We've completely transformed schools. We've built homes for families. We've built bathrooms for, for families that didn't even have a bathroom. And it seems like a little thing, but when you think of, you know, being a teenage girl or any, anyone really, but just not having that privacy to be able to use facilities and yeah, it just, it's, life-changing the the difference that this community has made together and now they have all of the women have that feeling of impact and that's something that is you could, it's just priceless mm-hmm. yeah and it really like becomes integral into your into their lives outside of just this program and and what they hope to achieve they're proud about covid sorry go ahead what you i was going to say they're just they're proud of of being a part of a community that does it matters to make a difference. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. The, like, even as we are talking and I, there's this guy, his name's um, David Aitken, Atkin. He used to do social purpose, like social impact for Airbnb. And he's really interested in this like idea of community. And he talks a lot about like the parallels between like religion and like different community groups and especially like groups like HRM. And like, it's funny as we're talking about like this idea of giving back and like, you know, supporting each other and being there for each other. And, you know, I think, I don't know what the stats are. Like, I I don't, don't quote me on this, but like, I, my guess is that people like engaging in religion is maybe on the down, like maybe people aren't engaged in religion as much. And so I think they turn to community in different way. Reddit somewhere. Don't know if it's real. Don't quote me on it, but it's, it, there is parallels. Like as we're talking about this, that idea of community, especially in the virtual world now through the pandemic, like these concepts of like supporting one another, contributing, like uplifting, having dialogue, like, you know, talking to people about achieving their goals, like joint contribution, joint output, we'll call it. It really is giving back. Like it's these common principles of just you know, what it means to build resiliency and be able to achieve more as a result. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. I don't know. Um, COVID, you talked about COVID a little bit. 
I wanted to talk about like striving. We had talked a little bit about it the other day and just this idea of reaching for your goals and what that looks like. How do you think COVID has sort of affected the HRM community and just, you know, people in achieving their goals overall? This last year has been tough. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat that at all. We have in our community, so many frontline workers. We have so many like medical professionals. We have so many teachers. We have people whose partners have lost their jobs and it's been tough. And one of the things that was really important to me, especially once COVID hit, I mean, it's been a year now is focusing on what we can control. And one of those things is absolutely looking after our health and providing, having something that we can provide that helps people through this time, like healthy role models has always been an workout program you can do from home. And so Mm -hmm. even more so this last year, knowing that we had a solution for people to help them feel better in their body Mm -hmm. and their minds. Like I have said before, the ability to go out and change your mind just by moving your body and do that at any point in your day, that is an amazing thing. And it's something that I wish more people would recognize that they have control to do that. So knowing that we had that solution this last year felt really good. And knowing that we had a place where women could connect and have that social connection through a time where for so many people, it's been really lonely and we're missing the, you know, the, all of the oxytocin from the hugs and, you know, knowing that we can connect that way has been an incredible thing as well. So I, one message that was really strong, especially this last year and something that is really important every single day is knowing you're a role model with how you are showing up and your actions, how you're choosing to lead through this time. It's something that I was reminding myself of often with my kids too. Like if I go through this time and I am stressed out and I come to a standstill and I'm not looking after myself through this time, what are they learning about how to deal with stressful times? And that was powerful for the women in our community because they also recognize the importance of role modeling through this time and make keeping their health a priority through this time. And it's made a huge difference. It also just knowing they have that support through this time that they're not alone they're not the only one going through the pandemic and feeling the feelings that they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was kind of like that paradox, you know, and I really resonated with this. We're talking about how like people have either really focused on, you know, it's a pandemic, stay in bed all day, like, you know, live your best life with your glass of wine versus I'm going to be super productive because I'm at home. And like this real general paradox between you know, what is living through a pandemic look like? And I think, you know, we've been in it for a year now, but do you think that there was like, there was a middle? Um, do you think that let's maybe like, let's unpack that a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with you that I, I do believe there is that message out there of like hustle, hustle, go hard, work out twice a day. And then there's also that message of, you know, what are you binge watching on Netflix right now? And you know, how many bottles of wine are you drinking a day? And I truly believe that we can continue to move forward through this time that we can continue to go after what's important to us during this time. But I also believe that there needs to be that underlying message of grace and gratitude for what we do have in our lives. And that is, that's a message that we have as it's foundational and healthy role models striving with gratitude. I think the other part of, you know, if you're just go, go, go hard all the time, you might reach the mountaintop that you're going after, but it's not fulfilling and you get there and you're, you feel empty because you haven't taken time to celebrate the little things along the way, recognize what you have in your life already. And and enjoy the journey for lack of a better term, but it's so important. And that's why we go back to celebrating those little wins and looking for the good in your day, every day, finding that joy, knowing that you have that power to create the joy in your day instead of waiting for it to fall in your lap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, it's really, it's funny how like it, maybe it's because we've been in it, you know, we're almost, almost exactly a year, isn't it? I think it was like March 15th or something that things sort of shut down in Edmonton anywhere where I am. And I wonder, I don't want to say we're looking back because we're not, we're still in it, but it's almost as if looking back at last March or even June when we've been in it for a few months to say that, you know, we're actually like humanity, like we're, we're resilient. Like people made it through many people made it through many people did not as well and not for lack of resiliency they just didn't make it through because of covid but that there were silver linings and there were stories of courage and people prevailing and you know like you said showing up as role models for their families and or for their classrooms or patients or whoever whoever they were still interacting with Yeah. Yeah. And it it is a beautiful thing. Like I, I always print a photo book at the end of every year made up of our favorite photos from the year. And what's funny, I guess, and not funny, but ironic maybe in a year that was likely the most challenging and where so many of us were feeling that we're missing out on things and have lost things. Our photo book for 2020 was twice as big as all of the other years of the ones that I've printed. And I think it's because we were intentional with creating moments of joy with the family mm-hmm. and being grateful for what we did have every single day, instead of focusing on what we were lacking or what we were missing out on. And that, again, it's a choice and it's powerful when you recognize that you have that choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is powerful. Power is a good word. Um, I want to rewind a little bit. We had talked a little bit about like uplifting each other um, and why that's so important and setting that example. So, you know, uplifting ourselves and, you know, I think sometimes women get a bad rap for call it whatever you, you know, you want, like some women will say it's, you know, cattiness or, you know, tearing each other down. I think that there's a lot of examples of it. 
um, though maybe not using those words, but like what, you know, in your experience of creating a community where people really lift themselves up and care about each other, why do you think, if you had to swing the pendulum, like why do you think that is that like women sometimes tear each other down? Like, where does that come from? Honestly, I, I think it comes from our own insecurities and Mm. I know that for a lot of people, it's easier to pull somebody down than to have a look in inside and see, say to yourself, like, what am, what am I not doing that I really want to be doing? Because a lot of times those insecurities or, you know, tearing other women down, it comes from a place of, you know, you're not doing what you want to be doing. And all it's mm. going to take is just the action of moving towards what it is that you want that will make you feel better but that takes more work. Right. So the easier thing Mm -hmm. is to, to tear others down. We, from the get go in every time we have foundational messages with healthy role models that I share every time. And I'm sure a lot of the veteran ladies are, you know, they roll their eyes now when I share them, but it's so important because we have new women come in every single journey and it's a new experience for them. And Mm -hmm. often they've never been a part of a community like healthy role models. So it's important to share the messages every time, but one of the very first messages I share is run your own race. And it is all about focusing on your own path and your own goals and your own journey. And the only time that we look to the side to what others are doing is to gain inspiration or to cheer somebody on. And the only time we look back is to see how far we've come. And it sounds a little rah-rah, but it makes you think. And it makes Mm -hmm. you stop when you do start to feel that jealousy or comparison setting in, you can recognize that that's a choice that you can look to somebody else who's beside you or who's creating something awesome in their life. And you can look to that as inspiration, or you can choose to make yourself feel bad about it. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't feel good. And that doesn't serve you or anybody around you. So why, why choose that? And you can choose something different. So with that foundational message and women will refer back to it throughout the entire journey, because you know what, the comparison and the jealousy shows up all of like all through the journey, all through the 12 weeks that we spend together and we can refer back to that. And they're like, oh yeah, okay. I get it. (laughs) And it's powerful because they really truly do adopt that. And because we have such a strong community of women who have already adopted that, again, it becomes your norm and that's who you surround yourself with. It's infectious and it becomes a part of who you are. And we do have the people who maybe it's not a fit for them and they're not ready to be a part of a community like that. And they move on and and that's okay. We always, you know, the door is always open with healthy role models. Like if they decide a year from now that they are ready, then it's, it's open for them. Well, sorry, I have to say, like, if there's anyone that drinks the raw, raw Kool-Aid, like I, it's me, Adrian, my husband knows I sit in front of that screen. I'm like, yes, I did that. Like, I, I love it. I did this workout <laughs> and I'm amazing. <laughs> so I think it's good. And I think you're right. It's about setting a tone and setting a culture and setting a narrative. And like, at the end of the day, like, that's what you play. You leave, like, whatever it is, the screen, the workout, the self-talk and you walk away and you're like, yeah, like I'm worth it. I did. I did something meaningful. I did something good. Yeah, that's awesome. And that self-talk, like that's another thing is you recognize that it's not the truth. Like 
it still mm-hmm. happens for me. I still, I I've named her Marge cause my middle name is Marjorie. <laughs> so when I have that voice going off in my head, I'm like, not today, Marge, like you might be a part of who I am, but that's not the truth. So you can sit down. <laughs> I love, I love that you named her Marge. Mine's name is I, I read something a while ago and it talked about how, like when these things come up, like tearing, tearing someone down or you feel that jealousy feeling that it, it usually has to do with something you don't like about yourself and um, how, what you, when you see a mirror of like what you don't like in yourself, it's very difficult for you to embrace those around you. And so I named, and I'm convinced that this like all stems from ego, this concept of ego, not in a bad way, just like just ego. And so I've named her Agona. Like her <laughs> name is it. Agona and she like, she looks like Wonder Woman and she has a cape and she's there to protect me. But like, sometimes she just like, she stands up too fast and same deal. I'm like, Agona, you got to sit down. Now's not your time. <laughs> Perfect. I love I'm it. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Last question for you. What would you, if you had one piece of advice that you'd give to anyone who's trying to start a community, hmm. what would it be? To start a community? I would say be super clear on why you want to do it and what's important to you and make sure those are your core values and what you believe in and what you stand for. And then don't stray from that. If you Mm. know that it's for the greater good and don't let anyone tell you that it's not okay. I've had people say I'm too positive and I think, gosh, there, there are worse things to be (laughs) and the world needs more of it. So I'm not going to stray from that. And so that, that would be what I would, I would say. And, and when you build it, they will come. If you embody Mm. it, you will attract that community in. Mm, That's beautiful. And I will say that I'm a beneficiary of your positivity. So thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you for being here. It was so lovely speaking with you. And uh, I'm signing up for the spring journey. So awesome. It's going to be fantastic. Thank you so much, Rebecca. This was an absolute joy. Thank you, Sarah.